gon' have to do more than just You gon' have to do less for you Tell mama you know I Always want you to You gon' have to do more than just You gon' have to do less for you Welcome to the fifth episode of the Rama Rundown Today, I have three very important people here with me. First, I'm going to introduce the principal of Clark High School, Ms. Joan Pendleton. How are you doing, Ms. Pendleton? I'm having a great day today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Jill Pendleton, and I've been the principal here at Clark for 10 years, an wow. entire decade. And I am one of eight principals that have ever been here at this high school in over 50 years. Wow, that's and pretty good. And I am the first and only Woman. female Principal. Definitely one of the best ones we've had. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Next, I'm going to move on to Miss Brockett. I know you're a, little, you're a little bit newer to Clark, but you've still been here for a couple of years. Yes, so I'm Christina Brockett, one of the assistant principals here. I'm on two and a half years, completing my third year this year. Um, it's been a fun ride being here. I don't know if, if uh, students know this about me, but prior to being here, I've been in elementary schools all my professional career, so this has been quite a nice journey to, to be able to get to know yeah, what happens to kids in high school <laughs> and beyond high school. Were you an administrator or like a teacher in elementary school? I taught elementary school for 10 years. I've taught from pre-K all the way up to wow. fifth grade and gifted kids. And wow. also I did um, do administration in elementary. That takes a lot of patience. <laughs> sure. Yes, it Sometimes does. high school takes a lot of patience. That's true. That, that true. We'll, talk about, we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. The third guest I have today, Miss Jennifer Drum. She's been here for a while, too, and just introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Jennifer Drum. I'm one of the other assistant principals here at Clark High School. I um, just had an anniversary here at Clark. Something very interesting happened on February 11th of 2012 is when I was appointed to be an assistant principal at Clark. Yeah. It was also the day that one of my very best friends got promoted to her new position. And so February 11th is going to be a special day for us. So it's the day that Miss Pendleton... Um, received her promotion, and it's the day that seven years ago I met Miss Pendleton. So something interesting about me is it's, that day is made up who I am in a lot of ways, professionally and personally. That's funny. You guys might think I'm lying, but February 11th is my mom's birthday. It's a good day, right? So forever when you say happy birthday to your mom, <laughs> you can <laughs> We'll be someplace toasting your mom's birthday, for so sure. So I need three presents, and then I need Valentine's for Valentine's Day. <laughs> So, you guys have all been here for a couple years at least. I just want you to go around and each of you guys just tell me your favorite memory of Clark so far. Something that really sticks with you until you're tired. For me, I mean, all of my memories around students are my favorite. Yeah. It's definitely, whether it's in the hall or in the classroom or at a performance or a game, definitely that's what drives me here as principal at Clark. But my, probably, if I had to pick one memory, it would be when I received a, a pretty special national award and the award was nice and looks good on my resume but the the moment that I was surprised by the student body yeah. in our theater were you there I think was that 2016 yeah, yeah. principal of the year award yep, I yeah, remember that. I yeah. was there. so to to um re- to receive my <laughs> award the students and the staff surprised me and I was surrounded by the students yeah. and I, they spoke and I spoke and you guys played My Girl, which is my song. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So, oh, um, we were standing at the front mm-hmm. of, the, like, on the outside, like, off the stage, mm-hmm. and you guys walked up. Mm-hmm. I remember, remember that. Remember that? And, um, That was hard to play standing up for a cello player. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what I was doing, but that was a really great moment. Yeah, so that made the award special. The yeah. award was great, but that wasn't what made it special. It was sharing it with the students oh, at Clark. 
That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Miss Brock? You got to top that. Um, Good luck. <laughs> no, can't top it. But there, there's definitely a lot of great things that have happened over the past, geez, just a couple of years. Yeah. Um, from watching seniors that were close to not graduating all of a sudden graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a special moment. <laughs> it's an awesome thing to even being able yeah. to, on my first year, my oldest son graduated from here and being able to hand him his diploma on stage was definitely something yeah. I know. I, I had him in a class. I had him in AP Bio class. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he just sat with the band kids and he, was, he didn't no, bother me anything. about right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, and just interacting with the kids all the time, all the different kids here, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a fun ride being here and I'm continuing to learn more about more and more kids every day and hopefully we'll get to see more seniors yeah. cross that stage this year yeah and, oh, graduation will be, will be special for sure and you Mr. um uh i don't have a, you know a moment and but i will say um for me it's the relationships i've built mm-hmm. with the um adults the students and the students families yeah. um helping kids through obstacles that they didn't know there was a solution to whether it's a magnet kid, a kid that lives across the street, regardless of the issue. Um, that's one of the joys I get out of my job on a daily basis. Yeah, is helping kids see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's really nice, giving back to your. Community. I that's selflessness is I, I as a parent also I my goal is to other people need to know that you will be willing to take your shirt off the back off yeah. your back for them. So that's mm-hmm. how I that's how I operate. That's a great way to help. And I just want to add that when Miss Strong got here seven years ago, she didn't think she was going to like it. No. And well, she, she made has, me cry. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know laughs> that. That's a different story. But Any, um, interview or something. I did not make her cry. <laughs> um, but it, I think these last seven years have changed her um, as a person, and she has found love and family here at Clark High School with the students, the staff, and all the parents in the community. So you guys, have, yeah, you guys have seen each other grow. Seven yeah. years is a long time. I want you guys to just describe Clark. You know, like if you had one word to describe Clark, I know it's really hard for me. I would say diverse. Okay. I know Las Vegas is an extremely diverse city. Clark is an extremely diverse place. You get. Not just diversity in ethnicity, but just in race, but diversity in terms of ideas, perspectives. Whenever I talk to teachers, my friends, everybody has a new outlook on life or an issue. And I learned so much from my, you know, everyday interactions. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. I have so many different meaningful conversations with people that I could just share with others. And I think diversity is one of the best parts about Clark. One word? Yeah, one word. Family. (laughs) <laughs> to get her to go. I knew you both would do that. That's why I jumped in. <laughs> She's smart. <laughs> That's why she came from us. Amongst the faculty, the yeah. counselors, the administrators, the students, the parents, we all operate um, according to the same vision. Yeah. And it makes it feel like a real family. And we do so. Some days aren't very easy, but no. we, we have a lot of fun. And it's a good place to be. Good and bad, we take each other. <laughs> This is all of you guys stepping family. I would say, because I know the family, Yeah, we, we always talk about the family here, but I think what really makes it a family is that acceptance piece. So I'd say acceptance. <laughs> That's my word! <laughs> oh, no! Man, you hit Miss Drum. Maybe I'll let Miss Drum go first next time. <laughs> it's okay, Miss Drum. Um, so, diverse and family and, and acceptance. acceptance to me means love. Love. And it's, it's unconditional simple. love. So you could, uh, you know, the, the word unconditional is a deep word yeah. and it's, it means everything. It means 
unconditionally we're diverse and unconditionally we're family and unconditionally we accept. So it's unconditional. That's I'm wrap all. all those words together. <laughs> that was two. Sorry. No, no, no. That's great. Those are all great ways to describe Clark. Clark I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> Don't cry. Clark can't be described in one word. It's it's just a feeling, the vibe you get around here. It's, it's just something special. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it anywhere else, college. And I'm great. I'm grateful that I got the chance to come here and meet all these great people and make a lot of new connections that I never would have made before. And you'll come back. Yeah, I'll definitely come back. Come, come back to that. So many people to visit. So many people to talk to. We'll have a we'll have a reunion episode one year from now. <laughs> you had to come back to. I'll come back. And we'll do it. <laughs> Let's do it the Friday before final exam weeks in December. How about February 11th? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of college winter break, so but that's a better day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I probably might have to come for my mom's birthday. I don't know. <laughs> So we talked about, you know, Clark's favorite memory, but I want to know about you guys' future. If you guys don't know, most of you should know, Miss Pendleton got a promotion and you will be working. I don't know the exact name of the position. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're going to be doing now going forward? So I am going to be a school associate superintendent. Mm -hmm. So I finally get the word superintendent Superintendent. (laughs) in my title, although it's entry level. Um, And I will be supervising schools in East Las Vegas and Henderson. I live in Henderson. So Coronado and New Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that area of town. How about, and then you two, what are you guys' plans for the future, near future, far future? Um, I love Clark, and yeah. um, I've learned so much from Miss Pendleton that I hope to have my own school one day and yeah. take a school to levels that they've never seen before and can, you know, take a vision of an existing principal and grow upon it. So that is my goal. My goal is to be a principal and uh, somewhere where they need me. Do you know whether you want to stay in CCSD or perhaps explore different school districts in America? Well, um, so in the Clark County School District, you know, there's also something called retirement. Um, (laughs) I I also have a family here. So, um, no, I'm staying in CCSD and... I have no reason to leave. That's funny. The teachers on my last episode brought up the retirement plan. Yeah. And there's no income tax in Nevada, nope. right? So I hope to one day lead my own school. Okay. I'm not going to say that Miss Drum stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially to bring the pieces, all the different pieces that I've learned here and to be able to create that family environment somewhere else yeah. so that you can help all the kids reach those high expectations. I hope one day to be able to do that, hopefully in a few different settings, not mm-hmm. just in one. Have you thought about doing it for elementary school? Or you want to do high school? <laughs> Middle school? Do you know my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the greatest gifts for me as a principal is to see the administrators that I've been fortunate enough mm-hmm. to work with grow well, and then move into their own leadership yeah. of their own school. So I'm so excited to see to see them do how they're this. gonna do so we've talked about academics but i want to know about you know what, what's on your guys's bucket list before before you retire or you know even after you retire what's something that you want to do before you die before we die um, oh my gosh <laughs> that you're gonna... yeah. so um <laughs> sit on a, pa- a a porch overlooking on a mountain on something on overlooking some water <laughs> and just enjoy Nature. the air enjoy the you know the surroundings around good people so yeah. it's not really a bucket list it's more of a lifestyle that you want it's a lifestyle it's, it's you know we work really hard and yeah. um 
to have the you opportunity. Get up really early in the morning. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we, you know, I, I would like to like go to yoga and go to Starbucks and <laughs> sit on the, you know, on your just, porch, just chill out and have dinner with cool people and um, just enjoy life. Yeah, a lot of people think that the last part of your life is uneventful, but really, that's you get so much time to explore the world, and that's a really important part after you retire. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I know it's hard with you get medical conditions and stuff that pop up, but that's a part of life that you should be really enjoying. You know, people talk about the best parts about life are college, high school, but, you know, even after retirement, life can be fun and you, you can get a lot from it. So that's, that's some really nice thought. Do you know where, you know, a certain place? In- yep. Miss Pendleton's house, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle. We're going to Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Across the Puget Sound. Yep. Washington is, I've, I've never been. I heard it's really good. So my husband and I have property in um, the Seattle area, across uh, from the city, across the yeah. sound, overlooking the city and the water. Is and, it really nice? Well, right now we have trees. <laughs> they haven't started building yet. One day oh. we hope to build a house. <laughs> have you been to Vancouver? Because I know it's right across. Uh, yes. I know it's beautiful. Yes. It's, I've always wanted to go to yeah, Vancouver. Beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Because my bucket list thing is that I want to see the Northern Lights. Oh. I've always thought, you know, that would be really cool. And just, not even the Northern Lights, but just the stars, because in Vegas, there's yeah. a lot of light pollution. Yeah. You don't really get the chance to see just a full sky of stars. And I really do want to get, you know, get the opportunity, at least once in my life, to go to Washington, Alaska, or Vancouver, and be able to see, you know, the Northern Lights. That, yeah. That'd be something that just really mean, mean a lot to me. <laughs> there's so much just to enjoy what's to come, mm-hmm. especially... To watch the kids grow up, my own children, grow up and see what they will do with their lives and be able to hopefully stay healthy, keep a healthy lifestyle so that I can enjoy those moments absolutely just so (laughs) that it's not one moment that I'm looking forward to, but many, many ways. Just watching your kids go? Kids grow? Watching your kids grow? Do they know what they want to do yet? Well, Antonio's at UNLV and he is studying to become... um, um, music teacher. He oh. actually just started his elementary school practicum. Did I tell you that? Already? Yeah, people are calling him Mr. Little kids are calling him Mr. Brockett. It's so kind of scary. It's cute. <laughs> so but, um, but yeah, so he's doing music education. We'll find out what Jonathan does. He's a junior right now, so he's got time. And then the two little middle schoolers. Oh, you have two they, more? Yes. Oh, I There's just four of them that run around. But, but yeah, no, really just to enjoy life. I, we want to travel, my husband and I. We do want to travel and see the world. Eventually, we'll get there. What's on you? What's on the top of your travel list right now? Oh my gosh, there's so many places. <laughs> uh, the last one we actually just talked about was um, the Mediterranean and Ireland. I know Ooh, kind of two different Ireland. parts of Europe, but those are places yeah. we want to go and see. We want to go see, see certain parts of Spain, Greece, as well as Italy, Greece. Greece, Greece is on my bucket list. I really want to go to Greece. My husband uh, was a military. He went to Greece? He was in Greece for about six years. Some parts are kind of shaky, but some parts are just stunning. Yeah, yeah. he was in stunning beach. <laughs> he used to watch the women pound the octopus on the rocks. Oh, seriously? Really, they do that? Yeah. They eat octopus? That's yeah. interesting. Have you had it before? Yeah. Is it? What does it taste like? It's pretty good. <laughs> really? I mean, it probably depends on where you get it, but the octopus I've had is delicious. <laughs> it's a little bit like thicker calamari. Okay, I love calamari. Me yeah. too. And you, so what's your, what's on your bucket list, the, going up to Seattle? Uh-huh, so we hope to retire to Seattle, well, we'll keep our home in Las Vegas yeah. for um, the winter months and then up <laughs> north in the summer, 
Yeah. Who knows though? Where is maybe it starts snowing every year in Vegas. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I know, right? Who knows? We want to keep that. We want to keep the house. I just hope to retire and, and and feel satisfied with my career and find peace and find peace. Yoga, Starbucks. Yoga, and Starbucks <laughs> definitely will be a part of my day every day. <laughs> so maybe not Starbucks in Seattle. They have real coffee, but yeah. So I want to you know get people a little bit of a look behind the scenes about, you know, what you guys do every day. So I just want to, I want you guys to describe, you know, some of the, maybe the struggles of running a school, like maybe some of the parts that might be hard or frustrating, you know, dealing with a school of our size and our ranking, trying to maintain that, those standards. Mm-hmm. So things, like something that people might not know is actually really hard for you guys to, you know, manage or, you know, control. I think something that we've been really struggling with over the last couple of years is um, our funding. Funding. has been very inadequate, yeah. and that leads to large class sizes. And oh. that's my biggest frustration mm-hmm. um, when I see 45 students in a geometry class. It's just we know that we're not setting students up for success in that kind of an environment. For me, I struggle with a lot of those big picture issues um, on a day-to-day and try to find solutions our students so, so that um, they can find success and it's also hard on the teachers oh yeah 45 kids and then they have like five classes like that and how are you going to remember everybody right you know it's each, exhausting yeah it is and for the kid you don't get much interaction with the teacher there's so many kids other kids to pay attention to and there's really not even the physical space for that many yeah students. yeah that, that really plays into it I remember my gov class I don't know if you remember this class, but it was Mr. Rayfold's class at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. 50-something kids. Mm -hmm. There are three kids sitting on the floor. But uh, you guys got that figured out. (laughs) Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, no one should have to learn like that. But that's that's also because a lot of people, Clark is such a high school, like high-ranking school. A lot of people are encouraged to take these classes. That's why I get the bigger class size because people really want to receive this great education. So it's kind of hard to fit, you know, trying to deny that opportunity for people. So, you, you know, you let them into these classes and the class sizes grow a little bit. That's a really hard problem that I guess not many people think about. But, you know, looking back on it, yeah. On a daily basis, our biggest, my personal biggest obstacle is... I don't answer this, that for you. What is it? You deal with problems and issues with individual students all day long. Yeah. So I say this, and, and I'm, I'm, I say this very proudly. Every night when I, when I, before I go to bed, I yeah. always say to myself, "Did I make the right decisions?" Mm-hmm. And I kind of try to go through all the decisions I made for other people. Yeah. Because I take a role as a mom on campus, and in some sense, to some kids that yeah. don't have relationships or have a hard time dealing with stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. So I have a lot of conversations with a lot of kids about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I help kids make decisions. I make decisions for them. I help families make decisions, and sometimes I think, did I did I, did I steer up? them in the right direction? And sometimes it weighs heavy on me. So That's hard, but I think the thing about that, you ultimately have to know that, you know, whatever way it, it goes, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. For sure. You, know, it, you can't be too hard on yourself about that, I know, because you are so involved with many people. I don't know if any any other people, any other administrator would be like that. You really do care about a lot of people here, and you should take pride in that, and you shouldn't really let that weigh on you. We all make mistakes. The greatest people in life. But, you know, let me me use a basketball reference. 
if you know Michael Jordan, he miss he misses like fifteen shots in a game, but mm-hmm. you know when it comes down to it, fourth quarter, two minutes, he's still gonna take the next shot. He's not gonna let the past mistakes, you know, affect what he's doing. So you gotta. You got to you got to keep Miss Pendleton talks to me about that all the time. No, and, and, and I get it. I get it. Yeah, for sure. I get it. Yeah, you got to keep doing what you're doing cuz you I know do. you're doing great work and you know, Thank don't, you. <laughs> yeah, and it's really underappreciated, I guess. But I, a lot of people do a lot, do benefit from, you know, your presence and your mom like maternal like instinct of just caring for others. Thank you. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> you might might be a little bit intimidating at first. When I was a freshman, I was a little bit intimidated because <laughs> just because your your New York accent and everything. I've always been a West Coast kid, so but then I really got to I really got to see the other the caring side of you, and that's really touching. Do you see, so do you think I should try to lose my New York accent <laughs> so I'm not so intimidating? Well, it has been thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it'll get there. It'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, just don't let any just keep doing keep up the great work. And you'll do. You'll be fine. Thank Hopefully, you. one day you'll lead another lead another school to great. That's just some learn the decision making, decision especially making. when it comes to interacting with kids. Because I'm not as motherly, even for <laughs> children. I'm not as motherly as Miss Drum is. So you're the serious. You're like the That's serious. That's when I go. Oh, we need Miss Drum. I need to call Miss Drum. Oh, I need Miss Ray on this one. <laughs> so she's like the, she's like the emotional counselor. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she and she's so good at finding those resources, but also trying to figure out within my realm: Are we providing enough of the resources and the supports that some of our kids, especially our kids that live right around the school, do, do we provide what they need to help them become successful? Um, are we providing what they need, not only just in the classroom with yeah. high quality teachers, which I know we have that part down, but then no, going to the class sizes to make sure that they feel that they feel they're important, um, as well as just wraparound services and being able to have the patience to to hear out all the different stories that everybody brings because we have over, what, 3,300 stories walking yeah. around this campus on yeah. a daily basis. <clears throat> that is that is a struggle. You guys have been through it all so many years working in the CCSD district. So if you had to give, like, some pieces of advice to maybe a new administrator coming into just a high school in general, what advice, what piece of advice would you give them to, you know, how to deal with this these types of issues, you know? And just go about it every day. My first piece of advice to any new administrator would be always, when you're thinking about a decision or you're making a tough decision, think think to yourself what is best for students or the student. And yeah. don't ever make decisions that are best you? for the adults. Yeah. Whether it be other adults on the campus, adults in the community, always circle back to what is going to benefit the students the most. That's a great piece of advice. That's Even, why we're here. That's giving back. And, you know, these students are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. They're going to yeah. be... You know, the Elon Musks, the, you know, Barack Obamas, mm-hmm. politics, science, every field. So just train them well, you know, get them on their way now. Mm-hmm. So then next, so when you're in retirement, they'll be making great decisions for you, hopefully. Or taking care of me, yeah. my doctor, <laughs> my... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, doctor, anything. My surgeon. <laughs> so you guys have any other pieces of advice for incoming administrators or... It's okay to like kids. I think sometimes <laughs> adults and administrators are fearful to get to know kids. They're too serious and, about. Well, yeah, and, and that could be a personality thing. Sometimes yeah. I like I remember when I first became a teacher, somebody said, "Don't smile the first month of school, or don't do this, or don't." Um, you said, "Don't smile." You when you're when you're uh, an adult in a in a high school. Yeah, I think liking kids is important. 
Mm-hmm. And um, when kids do unlikable things, helping them make better choices so that other adults like them. Because as a parent, I'm, sometimes I don't like my own children, but I've never <laughs> had an adult ever tell me that they do not like my, my children. Liking kids. And, and for some kids, they've never had an adult that really liked them. Yeah, we're engaged with them. To talk to them and engage yeah. them and help them in things that may not have to do with academics. Yeah. So um, it's okay to like kids. Is what I'd say. Absolutely. Be accepting of the kids. Be patient with parents at home, too. And sometimes, as much as you can, try to have that family involvement yeah. piece to, to close around those services. Because, I mean, we're with the kids a lot. A lot. Yeah. We're not with them 24-7. No. But we are with them a lot. We're second family. We can. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to help them to make the right decisions. And especially for anybody going into like a high school or middle school setting, I think people need to also remember that they're kids. You're going to yeah. make decisions that aren't going to always be the best. <laughs> At the time, it seems like it's the yeah. best, right? Yeah, when, yeah. I know I made decisions when I was 16, <laughs> 17, 18. I even tell the kids yeah. 30, 40. <laughs> that maybe I shouldn't have made that decision, but let's learn from it. Yeah. And let's and in our roles, let's help the kids learn from it and be patient with it. And, and watch what will happen. Yeah. And one other thing. Yeah. Don't expect. Um, a lot of people think that a kid is fed, a kid is cared for, yeah. a kid has been hugged by their parents, a kid has, somebody told a kid that they love them, somebody has asked a kid how a day it was. There was sometimes we have parents that are doctors that parents aren't home. Yeah. And you have parents that work three jobs. It's important to know that you cannot expect a kid, you can't, your expectations of a kid have to be realistic and getting to know the kid, you learn what you can expect from them. Yeah, don't make assumptions are a dangerous Correct. Thing, you yeah, know. For sure. Really get to know as much about the situation before you make a judgment or a conclusion. Yeah. And that goes with anything. Yeah. And so, um, Miss like Ray. That. Assumptions are yeah. a dangerous yeah. thing. Miss Ray, our other assistant principal that should have been here, said, <laughs> tell him I will schedule my personal one next week. So Miss <laughs> Ray gets her own. So you, all you listeners out there, you'll get Miss Ray solo. <laughs> all right. That's a good way to end the first segment. And on the other side of the break we'll be talking about how these you know administrators grew up and how they became the great people they are today welcome back to the second segment of the on the rundown right now we're going to dive into you know the childhood of these great people and how they grew up and you know why they wanted to become or why they went down the path they did so we're gonna start in this bracket you told me that you grew up in florida panhandle yeah yeah so just talk a little bit about your environment growing up and then what really led you to pursue a career in administrating okay so yeah. i'll try to make my life story real quick <laughs> i was an air force brat i was born in florida I swear I need to be back at the beach. Maybe when I'm retired, I should be retired somewhere. I'll go visit Pendleton and um, in the Puget Sound there (laughs) so I can be next to to the ocean again. Yeah. Um, But I was there for the first four years of my life, and then I've moved around. We ended up settling here in Las Vegas when I was nine years old. Um, I graduated from El Dorado High School. So, yes, I am a Sun Devil at heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Went to Uh, UNLV. That's a problem. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Initially, when I graduated from high school, also, I started college as a biology major and was going, was planning on going to med school. That was plan one. I could see you being a doctor. (laughs) For sure. 
and even got my EMT yeah. and um, thought about, well, maybe I'd become a trauma surgeon because yeah. that would be fun. And every day is a little bit different. That's really oh, active. I'd let it you was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I met, I had met my husband. We'd yeah. been dating for a while and then it started to dawn on me that, you know, I think I want a family one day and I don't think I want to wait until, please don't discourage anyone from going into medicine or anything. <laughs> but for me, I didn't want to wait until I was in my mid thirties to forties before I started to have children. Yeah. So then I started to think seriously about, um, what, what kind of career should I have? Cause I wanted to do something, yeah. um, that would still be beneficial to my children and let, allow me to be a mom. Yeah. Definitely. And so education came up and then I thought it'd be really fun to teach little babies to read. So I majored in early childhood education, mm-hmm. my, um, for my bachelor's. <laughs> I got a lot of training also in special ed when I was going through my early childhood education. Education, um, I ended up getting two master's degrees, one in just uh, curriculum and instruction yeah. with a K-8 focus, kindergarten three, eighth grade focus, and another one in administration. So just going through teaching different grades, uh, being with kids. I love that in teaching and in education, every year is different. That's just true. because you have a different set of kids yeah, totally. in no matter what role you're in. And that I do love. Kind of yeah. like the trauma surgeon part. You never know it's what's going to walk yeah. through the door. Granted, it's kind of year by year versus like day by day. But that always keeps it, and then you, keeps you, it exciting. Yeah, and which each, so with each it. class, you form a four-year bond with them. That hopefully mm-hmm. continues after college. So even though you know they might leave, you've got another class that you've, really close, you've become really close with. That's probably a great part about it. Miss John, I know you. I know you grew up in Brooklyn, so, New York. So yes, uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I uh, I went to FIT. I have an associate's degree. What's, what's FIT? FIT is Fashion Institute and Technology. Oh. I actually was worked at Macy's um, <laughs> for a brief time, and uh, because I thought that I wanted to do that, and, and I, it was not what I thought it was. So <laughs> I was like, hell. So anyway, I went to Brooklyn College, and I yeah. got my degree in education. Moved out to Vegas, met my husband. Why did you move out to Vegas? Because I needed to get out of New York. The <laughs> the traffic. The nets. The winters. I came out here the to... The nets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So I came out here for a visit. I visited yeah. a friend that was out here, and uh, his, uh, the principal of the school actually walked out of his office and said, who are you? And I was like, uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah. this is who I am. He's like, what are you, he, why are you here? And we talked. He's like, you want a job? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Got home from my 10 days later, I got home and a yellow envelope with a contract in it to teach in the Clark County School District. And I was like, well. How much did you make your first year? I think it was like $24,000, $25,000. That was my wow. same contract. Yeah, so. Does everybody um, get the paid the same, no matter what well, position? First year teachers. Yeah, yeah, when you start, it's like a salary. So, um, <laughs> and then I went, I got my master's in administration at UNLV. And I've been in edu- been here for 23 years. And Clark for seven. And Clark for seven. How was how was growing up in New York? Was it a lot different than it is? Very here? different. I mean, I have a son that's um, sixteen, and it's very different. I yeah. ran the streets. <laughs> you ran the streets. I was on the subways in the city. Um, it was really funny because my friends and I used to, um, you know, leave school a little early to go to Yankee games in the Bronx, oh. and. Uh, <laughs> go to, you know, Madison Square Garden, um, you know, 14th Street Union Square for New Year's, just, I, that's a lot different here, because unless you drive, it's public transportation isn't... The RTC bus, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, very different, very different, but, um, I still have some friends that I still talk to, and, yeah, yeah, so... 
That's it. Are you coming with us to Carnegie? I wasn't invited. Are you coming though? So I have my ticket purchase in a mm-hmm. room and everything. Yes. But I have to ask my new boss. Since <laughs> oh, I'm not the boss anymore. <laughs> better come watch us. I'm but I really enjoyed the you show. Th- today. You think you'll come? Yeah. So who 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 sends out the invites? Doctor Kirsch? Well, Dr. Kush, but the, you know you can't send the whole administrative team. Who's going to be at the school? Oh, that's so. Right. These young ladies are going, and you know I guess oh, the rest of us. Oh, because Jonathan's going. Yeah, Definitely. so the rest of us have to keep the ship oh. floating, right? Oh, so you're missing out. We'll I'm missing we'll send you, out. We'll send you some videos or something. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'll get a DVD. <laughs> because we're going, we're going to a next, we're going to a next game. I know. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I, Mr. Main um, told me all the great things. He, he tried to rub it in my face. So. <laughs> I've never been to Madison Square Garden. Is it's it a really beautiful place? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Is it? I know that, and then TD, uh, TD Garden in Boston, mm-hmm. where the Celtics play. I know, and the Yankee Stadium, of course. Those three places. Yankee Stadium is this is a new stadium. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, it is. It took our we took our, my husband and I took our kids there a couple of years ago, and for me, it was overwhelmingly joyful. Yeah. To you know, because it was the first time I've ever been there. Yeah. And. It's not the place that I grew up in either, you know? No. So, just, it's a bad part of the Bronx. <laughs> but once you're in there, you think you're in palace, you know, in a palace because yeah. it's beautiful. So, yeah. How, I have a question. How how far is Brooklyn from, like, um, Queens in New York? Because I know Miss Hernandez grew up in Queens. Um, so, think of the five boroughs That's as like, kind of like Henderson, Summerlin. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is that this old... A lot more traffic, yeah. a lot. So, to, if I was going to drive to, let's say, Miss Ray's house, yeah, here it takes me 15, 20 minutes. If I was back east, an it hour. could take me an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. So, my kids make fun of me because I call it bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah, yeah. It's bumper to bumper. bumper. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, the you know you can sit there and for no reason, and you think to yourself, "Where's the accident?" And there is none. <laughs> so, yeah, traffic is. Horrible. We're spoiled here in Vegas. You when it know. comes to traffic, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're so spoiled. And when people say, "Oh, you live all the way on the other side of town," and I'm, I still think to myself, "Really? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay." And then you, Miss Pat Milton, you you've been in Nevada most of your life, all yes. of your life. No, no I was most. born in Oklahoma, and I lived there oh, until junior okay. high. So I lived in a small town, yeah. a farm town. What do you know the name? What's the name of the town? Elk City. Elk City, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I remember when we got. Uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> we got a Taco Bell. We were so excited. We had all we had was a Pizza Hut, so that was big, big news for us. How many people were in the town? I don't know. I can't remember, but it was a small town. Really? I've gone back to visit, and I think I can't believe I ever lived here. And then what brought you out to Boulder City? Uh, my my parents divorced, and my mom's uh-huh. sister lived in Boulder City, so we ended up buying a house across the street, and I went to. Um, junior high in Boulder City and high school in Boulder City. And then I moved to Utah for a couple of years for oh. college, but then I ended up coming back to UNLV and I graduated from UNLV. And I too was in the sciences. Um, I was actually pursuing physical therapy oh, at the time, but um, I just got to a place in my life where I really needed a job. <laughs> and I had always left school. Um, yeah. It was one of my favorite things to play when I was a kid. And so I looked into becoming a teacher and found that I was really, really close in terms of my coursework yeah. and that's how I ended up in the field and um, I have loved it ever since. Um, what was your first job at CCSD? I was a middle school science teacher wow. for one year. Which middle school? Uh, Johnson. Johnson. Is that in 
Where is that? It's kind of out by Spring Valley. Spring Valley, High okay. School, yeah, out in that direction. Yeah. And then it was uh, during a, during a time where all the the schools were just bursting and they're opening new schools every year. Yeah. And so uh, Johnson was uh, double its capacity, and so all the new teachers got cut because we were new. So I ended up out in Henderson, and I taught at Basic High School, and then Ooh. opened Foothill High School. As a science teacher. What's, up, what science did you teach? I, uh, chemistry and biology. Oh, so you, you know your stuff. Yeah. Just... yeah. I'm not as smart as you guys, though. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but I can follow along in your conversations, yeah. that's for sure. So um, I want to get you to know you guys a little bit better. So what? Like, just tell me about some of your interests outside of school. Um, you guys all have kids. Um, what do you guys like to do with your family in your free time? You well, know, one thing like you probably that. don't know about the three of us sitting in this room, we all like to work out. Together? Um, Miss Brockett and I do work out together. <laughs> sometimes we do yoga together, and t- yoga. sometimes we spin together, I'm and sometimes Miss Drum and I spin together, uh, <laughs> just depending on our schedules. We all have, usually one of us is here at school, yeah. so in the evenings and the afternoons, but we, we do spend time together outside of school in healthy ways. Have you guys thought about, like, I know Miss Neeby, she's a runner. She wakes up really early in the morning, like 4 a.m. She goes on morning runs. Mm-hmm. She's a lot younger than us. <laughs> so well, nice. you work out in the morning. I, yeah. I um, don't. Really? I like music. You work out? Oh, you like music? I like music. I, music. I travel for music. Yeah. I get made fun of by some of these people sitting at the table. Well, she only likes one band. I love the several bands. I like one. music festivals. So right. Who's a band? Uh, the Aver Brothers. No um, so I'm going to let all the listeners <laughs> exactly. know there are some bands that you should kind of... So I, Miss Brockett and I um, were on a were in her car last weekend driving someplace, and I said, "Can I play some of my music?" So I played Lake Street Dive as another band, and she had her her husband listen to it, and he likes it. Lake Street Dive, right? Yeah, yeah. He found it on because it's it. through our Apple Music, and yeah. since we're on a family plan, it all yeah. shares together, kind of like like in Spotify yeah. and whatnot. And so, yeah, he was like, "Oh." What's this? Did you add this on there? I was like, oh no, that was, that was Miss <laughs> <Ro. love> <laughs> But he is enjoying it. What genre so. is this? Because I never heard of them. Folk. Yeah. You like folk music? Yeah. It's, um, and, you're like, from, and, you're, and you're from New York. That's correct. So <laughs> when I was younger, when Woods, um, when the music festival Woodstock, they reinvented yeah, it. So um, two years in a row, my friends and I um, camped out for the weekend and did Woodstock. Really? Yeah. I like music. I like... Um, you like Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I've got a nice little repertoire. I like Nas. Okay. He's, I know he's a Queens guy. He's my favorite rapper of all time. Yeah. What, what music do you guys listen to? Um, I'm more... Any country? No, I'm not country. <laughs> Anything but I'm country. I'm more like <laughs> down the alternative road, I, mm-hmm. I'd say. If you have, if you have like, I know you, you said your favorite brand, but what are you guys' favorite artists? Just I'm not movies. as much into music as I am movies. Movies? I'm, yeah, I'm a movie buff. It's my favorite thing. What's your, what's your favorite movie then? Oh, my favorite movie yeah. of all time? One, one movie. Uh, I like The Dark Knight. You know what the Joker is? Heath Ledger? Uh-huh. That performance was Yeah, that was a great performance. Crazy. Good. I actually saw The Favorite this year, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed. It's very different. Very different kind of movie. So if anybody gets a chance to see it. The it's Favorite? A, yeah. What's, what is it like? What genre is it? It's, um, it's, it's I guess technically it would be a comedy, but it's... It's about is that the one with, with the, the queen and, and her court and it's just it's very interesting, very well written, mm-hmm. very well written. You guys have some favorite TV shows. You guys watch Office. Have you guys watched Office? No, I watched a couple of episodes. I watched the whole thing on Netflix. You the like whole, it? For, yeah, the whole entire seasons. Yeah, how many seasons were that? Like nine, nine seasons. <laughs> so I was ill over the summer and I was kind of like couldn't leave the house for a couple yeah. weeks and. Um, 
I had I kept my husband in the house with me because I was yeah. like, you know. So we watched the whole. It is. It is. Funny! funny. It is. Oh my, I didn't realize how funny it was in a quick episode because they're yeah. half an hour and when you watch them on Netflix, it goes, it's like 27 yeah. minutes. We have so, Modern Family on in our house all the time. Yeah, it was funny. Since you watched The Office, I have a question. Who do you think is the Dwight of the, the school? Oh. Out of the administrators, teachers, anybody. Who's the Dwight? The Dwight. The school. Who do you think it is? I can't say. I don't know. No, no, you have we to have say it now. I don't, I don't know who. Don't put me out there like that. <laughs> okay. Mr. Sear? Really? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I wouldn't have gone there. I might have went with Mr. Zimmel. Mr. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, it does. Mr. Zimmel is kind of like Dwight. Yeah. Smart, quirky, <laughs> caring. Quirky. Yeah, that is Zimmel. You know, just, I'm thinking about just some episodes and yeah, I'd go with Mr. Zimmel. Zimmel. That's funny. Sorry, Zimmel, if you're listening, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. Well, being Dwight is a good thing. Being Dwight's a good thing. He protects the office. <laughs> so the last movie I saw was A Star is Born. The Lady Gaga it? one with Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I've heard so many good things about it. So now I want to go see Lady Gaga, her and, show, out at, uh-huh. out at the Strip, but the tickets are like 500 bucks each, so. Yeah, you can avoid that. But. We are avoiding it. <laughs> I got to try and get somebody to go with me. <laughs> Your husband. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I didn't that's, know. That's my wish. If I could... <laughs> Have one wish fulfilled today would be able to see Lady, <laughs> Lady Gaga. I haven't been to many concerts in Vegas. No. Have you been to Celine Dion or anything? I know she has a residency here. Britney Spears is always mm-hmm. performing. If you ever have an opportunity to go to the Brooklyn Bowl, Brooklyn. Oh, I know. The yeah. link to see. Uh, of course, Brooklyn. It's Bowl. a great venue. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a lot of. I've, I've gone to a lot of. Not a lot. I'd say about ten concerts there since wow. they've opened. And it's a great venue. Really? She saw the Ava brothers there, by the way. <laughs> is that where you... Yeah, where... I actually took Miss Hamilton. Because she... She's made, a librarian, right? She's a librarian, yeah. and she was giving me a lot of crap about it. And I said, you know what? You cannot knock it until you try it. So you took So it. I will buy your ticket, and you will come with me. And How much did you pay for it? Not $500. Like, <laughs> or like 80, I don't know, 80 bucks, whatever oh, it was. Okay, and uh, she came with me, and she yeah. really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. What did, who are these people again? The Avid Brothers. Avid Brothers? Yeah, I'll give you a list. A-D-E-T-T. Did, did she force you guys to listen to uh, it too? No, no not anymore. I <laughs> not tried. anymore. She tried. I tried. <laughs> so like, there's, okay, so there's a song yeah. that on February 11, um, <laughs> <laughs> everything so goes back to February 11. But it's called February 7, and uh-huh. um, I shared it with Miss Pendleton because the words of the song are very meaningful. Yeah. And she hasn't listened to it yet. You better listen to it. See, now I'm, I'm putting you under the bus right on the podcast. <laughs> well, first, Mr. Zimmel. Now, Ms. Pendleton. All right. So what's the next question? <laughs> All right. I want to... I mean, Ms. Brocky, you've been a little bit quiet, but let me just... Let me know about, you know, some of your TV shows, music, whatever, sports you watch. You have a favorite team or something? Oh, goodness. Clark like basketball. Oh, basketball. Man. Basketball tonight. Um... <laughs> Gosh. Golden Knights. Yep, the Golden Knights. You guys go to hockey games together? Yeah, we're all big Golden Knights fans. So um, my husband and I took Miss Pendleton and her husband to their first Golden Knights game, mm-hmm. and yeah. now they're hooked. Yeah. It's really fun. I went to my first one New Year's. You did? This Yeah, January 1st this year. It was really fun. Yeah, because so fun. Watching hockey on TV is different than yeah. like, when you're there. It's so energetic, yes. loud. And there's so many different quirky things that they do. That makes you feel like part of like you're like actually like a medieval person. Like you know they do the shame thing when they get like a penalty, and they have so it, the introductions are just crazy. They, they drop the helmet and everything. They're, the Golden Knight games are really special. Golden Knights did a lot for us today. Oh yeah, yeah very, definitely. Very very hard time. Yeah. Good time. The time that we needed them. Yeah. Yeah, so. and 
that and the fact that they did that in their first year that's never been done in sports history cross sports mm-hmm. an expansion team usually sucks for the first five or ten years but the fact that they basically rallied the whole Las Vegas community and really transformed it and it's never going to be the same it's gonna it's gonna it was so much you know stronger for it now and that has a large part to do with the Golden Knights building the culture yeah and that's a great thing for the third segment we're gonna pose a scenario and I just want to see how these guys would respond to this scenario and we're back to the third segment of the Ramadan now. So the scenario that I came up, up with, because if you don't know, Miss Pendleton, you know, got promoted. So she, she'll, she'll not be with Clark High School directly in a little bit. So I just wanted to you know, get a sense of how they would respond to this prompt. So say you have a really good friend or a group of friends who are moving away. You know, you're, you're never going to see them like again. I want you guys to plan out the, the ideal last day that you'd want to, you know, spend with them. How would you, what would you want to do? Where would you want to go? What do you want to talk about? Um, because, Ms. Donaldson, you are leaving us, I want you to go first. Okay. Well, the ideal last day, we would get to sleep in past 5 a.m. <laughs> okay, all-nighter. <laughs> so we would start um, with sleeping in until everybody wanted to go all-nighters. in the Okay. I'm up. Yeah, she'd be up. Miss Ram would be up first. Yep. And then? Uh, brunch. Brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have a favorite restaurant here? No. No? No, I have, I eat out a ton. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a lot of favorite restaurants. And Vegas has the best restaurants. So mm-hmm. I guess if it was in Vegas, we would venture down to the Strip since we don't yeah. really usually dine in those restaurants. So yeah. pick a fancy place on the Strip okay. and go there for fun. Okay, and then after brunch? What's, what's, what's that? What's next, Miss Brackett? Oh, jeez. What would we do next? Brooklyn Bowl? <laughs> no, that's in the evening. That's in the evening. That's later. We gotta end with... On a I'm going to a spa with you girls. Okay. okay. I want to say that going, would be we're fun. We're going to go to a spa, some yoga. Some yoga. And just kind of relax. Not relax. have any, not Lay be on a pool. time schedule. No. I'm not a time schedule person. If we could just yeah, do me things neither. and just, just say, go with the flow. hey, let, let's go ahead and let's hit up the spa. <laughs> let's relax. Unless, yeah. unless we have a scheduled massage then. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, petty manis. Yep. Get pedicures, manicures, just be pampered for a little bit and be able to visit while we're in the experience and just mm-hmm. be together. Yeah. And then finish it off. What would you do after your spa treatment towards, you know, the night? You know, I'd make a come. toast. You'd make a toast. To our friendship. Mm-hmm. So just go back and to your house or something? Wherever we wherever are, wherever we're doing. Make, I would want to end it off with a toast and a promise. Mm-hmm. Toast and a promise. Toast and a promise. So can we get matching tattoos? Absolutely. Yeah, you talk, what, what type of tattoo would you want to get? Maybe a heart. A heart. Uh, what do you put? Circling it? back to to. On your hand or love. something. Some place where no one can see it on the because it's ours. It's like, not for anybody else. Do you know that the all the uh, people who play the Avengers got matching tattoos? They did. Yeah. What they get? You forgot. It might have been. It might have been the Avengers logo. Probably, but, yeah. Yeah, probably. But that, that, that makes sense. So we have five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you. So yeah. you're, you know, going to go to college and you've yeah. made some really great friends here at Clark and, you know, some really great connections. Yeah, definitely. What's that going to look like for you before you pack up and go? Yeah. Like, how would I spend my last day yeah. with them? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I think the best thing that I'd want to do with them, 
I kind of think that, you know, people come together when they're in nature more. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to go to somewhere outside the city where maybe you can see the stars. Somewhere you can see the stars. Zion National Park. Zion National Park. Zion. Beautiful. Zion, three hours you know, away. Go hiking, spend a whole day with them. You just have so many, you know, conversations with them while you, you, while you hike, while you talk. And then I guess the perfect way to end it would be <laughs> the perfect way to end it would just be, you know, just like looking at the stars or looking at a really nice view and just, you know, talking about our futures, you know, what it's going to be like after. I don't know if you guys are like that, but I like, I enjoy, you know, being out in nature with people because I, I feel like people pay more attention to each other and it's just a really intimate feeling you get. Yeah. So I just want to, I, I wrote a little bit of something because I think it's important for us to realize this, but. I want to ask you guys just a rhetorical, like a question. What do you think the two main purposes of our our hands are? The two most important things about our hands? Touching. Touching. You stole my answer. Touching. <laughs> feeling. Touching and feeling. Okay. For me, here's what I came up with: a hand has two functions: to grip and to release. But without both of these powers, it's useless. You know, like newborn infants, we want to grab whatever comes near us. We want, you know, hoping to control it taste it, kick it, smell it, whatever whatever else we want to do with it. But what we have to realize is the time that we spend in control of our own world is the same time we spend letting go of others, ideas, stories, pride, friends, family. You know, you grip one thing with your hands for too long and you lose so much you've never held. So one thing I just want to leave off with is that we should always be trying to increase our mastery over the power to hold on to people, to hold on to things. And also the power to let go, because it's important to let go. So, um, just for you, Miss Pendleton, I wish you nothing but the best, you know, going forward. And, you know, wherever you go, wherever you end up, Seattle, the Brooklyn Bowl, you always have a home at Clark High School with these people, with this Clark Chargers family that you've really helped build over the last 10 years. <laughs> I really hope you, you know, come back and visit, because you mean so much to the school. You've done so much as... You know, the first lady principal of the school over the last 10 years made so many great memories. And without you, we'd definitely not be where we are right now. <laughs> Would you want to say anything before we end? This will always, this will always be my fondest memory. Uh-huh. That's a great way to end. <laughs> so hopefully we can get all the cast back together <laughs> in another year's time on February 11th. February 11th. I hope you guys really did enjoy talking to us. Some great people that I'll never forget. And um, be sure to catch us next week. We um, can't wait to see what ne- what happens next for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for you guys um, coming on and talking to me. You guys have supported me. Whatever I wanted to do at Clark. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> but, so thank you for coming on. And I hope, yeah, I really do wish nothing for the best for each of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right.